0: Hello and welcome to Mindfulness With My mom, a mindfulness podcast with me and my mum. Hello and welcome to episode two of Mindfulness With My mom. I'm Laura and I'm here, as always, with my mum, Mandy. And uh, thank you to everyone who listened to our first episode and gave us really great feedback. We really appreciate it and, and we hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed recording it. So I think this week is going to be... Um, a little bit different from last week, because we're going to focus more on sort of external um, anchors. So last week, your uh, meditation mum focused on the breath or on the feet on the ground, Um, which are sort of internal anchors. And we're going to focus on more sort of external things and using our senses a bit more this week.
1: Yeah, that's right, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. So shall we kick off by talking about a, a mindful moment that we've had this week?
1: Yes, um, I'll start. I was at a an afternoon meditation retreat last weekend, and we've been talking you and I about this week's um, subject, looking at nature, connecting with nature, and um, and so. During the retreat, one of the things that we did was to go and lie outside in the sun. It was oh. such a beautiful day, and we we'd done some walking meditation, barefoot on the grass, which was lovely. And then we had some just time to ourselves to just go and lie on the grass. And while I was there, I noticed um, I noticed how beautiful all the all the flowers and the bushes were, mm. and really noticed the colours and in the insects that were there as well. And that was a a very mindful moment for me.
0: Lovely. But,
1: yes, it was uh, very restful.
0: Yeah. What well, sounds it? Yeah, it sounds yeah. like you had a good time on that uh, that retreat.
1: I did. Yes, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
0: Uh, my mindful moment's quite similar, actually. I was uh, sitting in my garden before work the other day, and I was scrolling through Facebook, and I've joined quite a lot of sort of gardening groups recently, and I was looking at all these pictures of people's beautiful gardens and and I really enjoyed them and you know we get a lot of advice but then I realized I was sitting in my garden looking at pictures on Facebook of other people's <laughs> gardens uh, so I put my phone down and I just looked at my you know the plants growing in my garden like say some of the bees buzzing around and uh, paid attention to the birds that I could hear and it made such a difference that I was in the exact same space but I was getting so much more out of it just by paying that bit of attention.
1: Right, right. Oh, that's, that's interesting that we had quite quite similar mindful moments without even discussing it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> I suppose we've had uh, nature on the brain, haven't we? Well, I think we must have done, yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. Oh, that sounds lovely. And um, Yeah, it's good that you, that you caught yourself on, that you were actually sat there mindlessly scrolling.
0: Yeah.
1: And yeah. made the decision to actively be,
0: be mindful. Yeah. Oh, it, it did make such a difference to my mood to... To take that moment. And so uh, (laughs) we've got our our meditation up top that we're going to do this week um, because we're focusing on uh, sort of external things and the senses and also nature um, and some gardening and growing things. Uh, So we're going to be doing a um, I think a blueberry meditation in this case
1: That's
0: right uh, yes, I think usually it's a raisin um, or you can use a square of chocolate or a, a nut or any sort of small piece of food. Um, and we're just gonna eat it mindfully and I'll talk you through it, Mom, and then afterwards you can tell us how much better it was <laughs> than, right. than normally eating, <laughs> 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 normally eating a blueberry. Uh, what we'll do first is we'll just take a couple of breaths together just to get us in that sort of mindful headspace. Right. So draw a breath in and feel it uh, on your nostrils and maybe on your lip. And then gently let it go. And once you've taken a, a couple of breaths, just take one and put it in the palm of your hand and just hold it for a moment. And I'd like you to pay attention, first of all, to your sensation of touch. So feeling the blueberry in your hand, does it weigh very much? Is it warm or cold? Can you feel much of the texture of it? And then you can shift your attention to the visuals of it. What sort of colour is it? What shape is it? Is it big or small. And once you've considered that for a moment, you can just lift the berry up to your nose and give it a bit of a sniff. (laughs) Mm. See if you can notice any smells. And you might want to close your eyes just to help you concentrate on this other sense. And once you've noticed everything that you can hear, I'd like you without chewing or biting down just yet. Just put it in your mouth. And notice again the texture, the sensation, the weight of it in your mouth, on your tongue, and any, any sensations that you can feel just from that resting in your mouth. And then we can shift our attention to a flavor. Is there anything you can taste? And then whenever you're ready, you can take a bite and start eating, and pay attention to all the flavors and how they move and spread in your mouth. And the texture as well, is it soft? Is it crunchy? And just keep your awareness there until you've finished and you've swallowed your snack. Yeah. How did you find that?
1: That's great, thank you. <laughs> I, yeah, I really, yeah. I really enjoyed that one single blueberry.
0: Yeah. It's funny these sort of small foods, how we can just eat them. I could eat a whole packet of blueberries at a time and barely taste them.
1: That's right. We do we do just uh, just tend to scoff them down sometimes, don't we, without really paying attention to them. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. No, it was it was interesting how much flavor there was. Mm. just from that one blueberry just by biting into it slowly and then noticing and um, you said you know is it soft or is it crunchy or obviously it was soft but there was there was an, a sort of element of not crunch but actually biting into the berry so yeah. it wasn't just a very soft texture there was a firmness to it that I don't really normally associate with blueberries I normally think of them as quite squishy yeah
0: <laughs> so it was
1: um it was interesting yes and um and all the different senses just focusing on the on the different senses was was mm. great I I really noticed the color and the sheen that they that blueberries have
0: yeah they can be like, shiny can't they
1: yeah 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 that was interesting and um I think one of the senses that we didn't mention was um was hearing and normally you wouldn't think of listening to a blueberry but i did (laughs) notice when i was eating it that i could hear myself chewing the blueberry so there was even that element as well that sense yeah so that was interesting
0: yeah i think it's helpful with those sort of or or any sort of meditation really um is to focus on one sense at a time and really really pay attention and get the full uh the full sort of picture or the full sound, even if it's just for a moment at a time to pay attention to, you know, it was lovely sitting in the garden, but I I couldn't look at a flower and listen to a bird mindfully at the same time.
1: Right. So you just had to pick one to, yeah. to work with, did you? Well, I, yes. Yes.
0: I think, I mean, we can sort of get a, we can enjoy the whole sense of being in a place as well. And just noticing sensations that come to us as well, but I I quite like to to focus on one sense at a time mm. and be intentional in the way that I pay attention to to each thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, thank you for that that meditation. I enjoyed that.
0: <laughs> You're
1: welcome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's interesting, really, just how how much more you do notice when you actually stop and focus and are not just running on autopilot, really.
0: I think especially in terms of food, it really brings us into the natural world and the sort of cycles of the environment we live in and the food that we, eat. Um, especially uh, recently, I have gotten quite into gardening and uh, I've enjoyed growing a few edible plants and really taking the time to... When they're growing, you know, I'm really looking at them and paying attention if they need watered or if they're growing healthy. And they don't make a lot of sounds, but they definitely have a lot of nice smells and textures. And then once you eat them, uh, well, I think anyway, I really notice um, the taste a lot more because uh, I've put that time and that effort into growing.
1: You know where it's come from, don't you?
0: Yeah yeah
1: whereas when when it's from the the supermarket or something you can you can hazard a guess at, at where it was grown and who grew it and um you can maybe imagine where it, where and when it was grown but um i think there's something different about where you've actually planted it yourself yeah. and watched it grow
0: and i think there's yeah. something really tactile about it's not just opening a bag and taking out some leaves not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's a very different experience when you've gone to the plant and picked the stems off yourself and chosen the specific leaves that are going to go in. Yeah,
1: it's lovely. Yeah.
0: So that's something that I would really recommend. If you're looking for a few minutes of mindfulness to your day, doing a little bit of gardening, even just mm. something as simple as growing a few flowers in the window, or like I say, the edible food, so growing um, herbs from the supermarket, um, or my favorite is regrowing kitchen scraps. So yeah, if you keep the bottom of a celery stalk, or I've got some bok choy growing, or even you can plant the bottom of a spring onion or a garlic clove, and you can start to regrow some food. Some of it's not necessarily, you can't really regrow uh carrots from a carrot for example but you can grow carrot greens and they're edible and quite tasty and something that you wouldn't necessarily get from the supermarket
1: i don't think i've ever tried carrot greens it's
0: it's not something that i think i've ever eaten until i started growing carrots this year and i had to thin some of my carrots and take out the sort of weaker ones to make space for the bigger ones to grow bigger um so I sort of picked the really small ones and I've used the greens in cooking and they're a little bit like parsley. They're they're nice. And it's nice to, you know, for lunch today I went out and picked those carrots and washed them and cut them and cooked them and ate them. And it was such a nice experience to really pay attention to all of those steps.
1: Yes. <clears throat> that sounds great. Really working with all the all the senses.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think my favourite is digging and getting your hands in the soil and and the smell of the soil. I think there's something really... It reminds me of being a kid.
1: (laughs) Uh, uh, Didn't didn't you say there was some, um, some evidence that that's good for your mental health to actually dig in the soil?
0: Yeah, so there's actually a bacteria called Mycobacterium fascine um which uh,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> will be a challenge to google for my horrible pronunciation but uh, it's a bacteria found in soil and it's been linked to serotonin production um increased cognitive ability a lot of stress it helps you concentrate um and studies are ongoing about this but there is a lot of evidence okay. that spending time you know sort of near dirt and around plants is really really good for our Mental health. Um, There's evidence even that spending more time around plants can help lower your your blood pressure.
1: That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Now I've not heard that before, but um, yeah. So there's um, other studies ongoing with that, then.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think those things that we're still researching. I suppose um, the same as a lot of mental health research. We're sort of in the middle of a a lot of scientific progress at the minute
1: yeah yes
0: and I find personally just the the need to get up and look after plants is really good it's been really good for my mental health this year to have the routine of getting up in the morning checking on my plants watering them having that extra thing to care for right um I think is really it feels good for the soul (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes,
1: and I guess you must find it really satisfying when they grow as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had some uh, chilli seeds that I'd planted, um, and I'd been waiting for them to germinate for weeks, and I was just about to give up, and I was walking past them one day, and I noticed this little green shoot, and I was so excited. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, they're still nowhere near growing actual chilies, but they've got about five leaves now. Um right. uh, it, it was a real sort of excitement. Um and one that comes from patience, you know, we live in a real sort of like instant satisfaction clicking things are there for you. Uh, yeah. Society now. But you can't rush nature really. You just have to wait. So that's
1: very true. Yeah. Some wise words there, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i wonder whether to to maybe recap a little bit on we've talked about using all the senses um and really how you can how you can use all these different senses so i think first of all we've got what what you can see Mm -hmm. uh, and i think we talked a little bit about that with um noticing things about the blueberry that when you actually get it up close you really start to notice things about them that you don't normally see on a daily basis. Um,
0: I think even then- if, you, if you have a, a few flowers um, on your walk to work or a tree that you see every day, these things can sort of go into the background and if you really pay attention and start looking at them, it can change your perspective quite a bit. I think we sort of notice more beauty the more we look for it don't we
1: we do that's true yes and didn't you say something about you had a practice of, of sort of labeling and notice you Know when you notice something you label them as you as you go the different colors and such like
0: yeah sometimes if i'm um out on a walk i quite enjoy just noticing things and something else that i've started doing recently is trying to learn about different plants and animals in my sort of local environment so what I was doing every day when I walked the dog I would find a, a flower or a plant that I didn't recognize and I would take a picture of it and I would um google lens works great for this it can usually give you at least a suggestion of what it thinks a plant is um, okay. although I wouldn't trust it 100 percent, especially if you want <laughs> a plant don't trust google lens 100 percent um, but it's a lot of fun to learn what those plants are and I think then I look more closely so um, recently I was reading about I think it's Queen Anne's lace and hemlock look quite similar and now I, right. if I see a plant that I think is one of them I look a bit more closely to see if I can identify which one it is
1: All right.
0: so I think that's quite a fun way if I'm walking along, I'll like to notice you know there's uh there are some buttercups, there are daisies um and noticing birds along the way
1: mm that's great, so that's really that's all the things that um that use the sense of sight
0: mm. so,
1: yes, yeah, and then of course there's hearing,
0: yeah
1: <laughs> yeah, um and You mentioned noticing the birds there, and I guess you listen to them singing as well, do you?
0: Yeah, yeah. I listen to the blackbirds singing and the magpies making whatever horrible noises (laughs) magpies make. Although I do, I love magpies, but uh, yeah, they're noisy.
1: We have Um, some crows here, and they're very noisy.
0: Oh, yeah, and seagulls
1: as well. (laughs) Oh, and seagulls we have on the roof as well, yes. Yes, they make a lot of noise.
0: One thing I enjoy about listening and paying attention to what we can hear is that, I mean, even though we say crows and seagulls don't don't sound great, I don't really mind listening to seagulls, but I find sometimes if I'm listening, I'll hear cars in the background or people and sometimes it takes me out of it a little bit and I get annoyed and I think, oh, I just want to focus on you know, this nice nature that I'm in. I don't want to think about the cars going past. But I think actually part of mindfulness is just accepting that, that that's the environment you're in right now and both things can coexist together.
1: That's there. Yeah, that's a very good thought. Yes, that's very true.
0: Hmm.
1: Because you can't, you can't stop those other things from happening. Cars will go past and planes will go up in the sky and you'll hear those and um, yes it's all part of the experience mm, yeah 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 so I think we were going to mention the Merlin app weren't we that um that can help you actually identify bird song of your local birds
0: yeah so it was an app that you introduced me to yeah and uh there's a few different ways that you can use it to identify birds. So if you've seen the bird, it'll ask you a few questions about the size and the color and where you saw it, and it'll help you to identify the bird. Um, and then you can also use the sound ID, which records the sounds around you and identifies which which birds the app can hear. And I've used it to identify stuff like a song thrush we had here a while ago. Um, And I think as well, you can sort of start to learn yourself what different birds sound like. Because to be honest, at the beginning of this year, I would have never paid attention to an individual bird song and tried to identify what it was. But through using that app, I found it helpful to to learn and to pick it up. And I find it really satisfying now to be able to just pay attention to one.
1: Right. Yes. Yes. I'm trying to... uh to differentiate between a robin and a blackbird at the moment. I know they have quite different calls, but I still I still am like, oh, is that a robin? Is that a blackbird? And, and they seem to sing around about the same sort of time. So quite often I get them both coming up at the same time on my app. So yeah. I'm still trying to distinguish those, whereas I get quite a lot of wood pigeons as well here, and that's a very distinctive call, yeah. which I would always recognise. But, yes, I enjoy sitting out of an evening
0: Mm, using that app yeah
1: and just noticing what's what's around me yeah it's
0: nice because it's a it's a skill that well for us isn't necessary to have (laughs) it's it's not really of great consequence so it's quite a nice exercise to do this thing that we wouldn't usually do just for the sort of pleasure of doing it
1: yes yeah it's just doing it for the for the sake of doing it yeah
0: yeah <laughs> yes
1: yeah yeah lovely so we've covered sight and we've covered hearing um what about lots of smells when you're out in nature um well I think we were saying that it depends where you are as to what um, what sorts of smells there are so different locations and also different times different seasons have different smells as well
0: True, yeah, especially depending yes. on like what what's blooming at the minute.
1: And... Yeah, yeah. I'm really noticing now a sort of spring smell um, yeah. leading into summer.
0: Mm. Um, I think one of my favourite summer smells is that fresh cut grass smell as well. Oh yes,
1: somebody was out struggling in our garden today and um, we've got quite a grassy smell out there at the moment, so that's nice. love mm, Lovely. That was the first cut of the season because obviously uh, they were trying to adhere to no Mo May, but just couldn't quite make it <laughs> to the end. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so lots of different smells, different places, different seasons.
0: I think a lovely uh-huh. smell, actually, um, near you because you're near the ocean. Because it's not mm. always just sort of plants and wildlife. There are other aspects, aren't there? And I think oh, right. the smell of the ocean is a really lovely, well, nostalgic for us, I suppose, smell.
1: Yes. Yeah. And like it, um, and even the sort of very strong seaweed smell, if you walk down by by a harbour or something, that's a very distinctive smell as well. Yeah. You know, it's very different being on a beach to being on a harbour wall or something yeah yes and so of course if you don't live near water or countryside or whatever and you haven't got a garden or a local park then um then you can do things like um like with the sense of smell you could maybe use some essential oils for the smells of nature Mm. so one that i particularly like is geranium but there's all sorts of different different essential oils obviously you as a dog owner would know you have to be careful using certain oils, especially in diffusers and things like that. They can be toxic to dogs, so always check.
0: Yes, and I think some essential oils, is it right you shouldn't get them on your skin, or they definitely shouldn't Mm. be ingested?
1: No, no. I think what I usually do is just put a few drops in a water sprayer and just spray a bit of water, or else I use a diffuser, but then I don't have any pets. so Yeah,
0: yeah. um, Yeah. That's a good yeah, one, though. Lavender's a very popular one, isn't
1: it? That's true. It helps you sleep, doesn't it, lavender? Yeah. Oh,
0: I do very love lavender. Very soothing. It. I've got a little lavender candle in the bedroom. It's lovely.
1: I've got some lavender little fizz things for the bath. Oh, nice. Mm, they're nice. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so there's other other ways that you can smell nature without actually being outside in it. Oh, yeah. If you've got um, like some herbs growing inside, like in my kitchen, I keep, I've got at the moment, I've got some, a pot of basil, a pot of rosemary and a pot of mint. Mm. And every now and again, as I go past, I just sort of, with my fingers, I just squeeze the the leaf and then smell my fingers. It's just lovely.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. I love the smell of different herbs. We got a new one a few weeks ago called curry plant. Uh and we haven't actually tried it in food yet although the next time we make a curry I want to add a little bit and see what it's like but it does it smells like curry it's really strange it's quite pretty as well
1: oh right so um yeah so lots of lots of different smells Mm. um so that was our third sense yeah Um, so the next one we could look at is touch, I guess. So especially when you're out in nature, there's a lot of different textures that you can notice out in nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think things like leaves and tree bark. Yeah. That's nice to notice the feeling of tree bark, uh, or smooth pebbles and shells that you can pick up on the beach.
0: Oh yes, nice yes, yeah. love a smooth stone. <laughs> yes, they're yeah. great, aren't they? Yeah, yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think again, yeah.
0: something really like childish, almost about wanting to touch things and and notice what they feel like.
1: Yes, yes, it is, isn't it? It's the, and it's lovely that it's that childlike curiosity yeah. that's so associated with mindfulness.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, so um, another thing that's quite nice, I was talking about when I was on the retreat and we did a walking meditation and we all took our shoes and socks off and had the grass underneath our feet and some daisies as well, and that was nice. Oh, lovely. Yeah.
0: I'd love to be able to do that in our garden, but as a dog owner, I don't (laughs) don't trust the lawn.
1: (laughs) No, that's probably... (laughs) that's probably very wise
0: yeah. but what I do love is um as we were saying walking on the beach um and really like digging your feet in the sand I think is a really nice one or even um I quite enjoy a cold water swim and even the sensation even if you don't want to be hardcore like me and go for a cold water swim it's really nice to you know have a bit of a paddle in the in the ocean or just dip your hands in a in a sort of river or a stream to feel that that water and again that's something we can do at home isn't it you don't need to go to the ocean to feel water
1: that's true yes you can just put your hand under a running tap or or even when you're in the shower or in the bath you can just notice the sensation of the water
0: yeah I think the shower and a bath is a really nice mindfulness practice because you have that sound of the water and the physical sensation and also as we we're talking about smells you can have right. a lovely smelling soap
1: yes you can hear the sound of the water as well yeah can not you mm-hmm. yeah and it's yeah.
0: it's 10 minutes that you're going to stand under a shower head anyway so you might as well take that that bit of time back for yourself while you're there I think
1: yeah that's great great idea Right, so that brings us, I guess, to our last one,
0: which is the sense of taste. Hmm. Um, and that's another one you can do with some shampoo now. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, so you can um,
1: you can taste just the food that you've bought from the supermarket or um, whatever you eat out in a restaurant. But I think one thing you seem to quite enjoy now is... Um, Foraging, so maybe you'd like to elaborate on that a bit.
0: Yeah, so it's something that I've done with um, some local groups, and um, I definitely would recommend that you find a local group um, to get you started and start with plants that are easy to identify. Don't go out and find some mushrooms in the woods and make lunch because there are <laughs> some things that you really shouldn't eat and can be dangerous. Um, yes, but there is something really. Uh, connecting with nature—that you can go and find something like wild garlic. I think the season's just coming to the end for that one. Or one that I did recently was seaweed foraging. Um, oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah, and I, I really enjoyed that. Again, if if you can find someone nearby who knows what they're doing, um, maybe take a class. That's probably the best way to do it. But here. Um, in the UK most seaweeds are sort of edible technically even if they're not nice to eat right well it's quite a good one and they a lot of them taste really bizarre (laughs) really (laughs) not how you would expect I suppose we're both familiar with Dulles which is like a real um it's a type of seaweed but it's dried with um the seawater still on so it tastes really salty and it tastes like the ocean. But a lot of other seaweeds, once you rinse the salt water off, they can taste like all sorts of things. Um, And you can have them in all sorts of dishes and they're good for you as well. Um, I think it's a really, um, it's a fun thing to do. And it's a way of, I mean, you're never going to be more focused on on tasting something than when you're putting some weird seaweed in your mouth and getting (laughs) this weird flavour from it. Um, um, but I think it also does, it brings us back to just sort of the simple pleasure of finding food and and eating it. There's something really satisfying about, about doing that. Yes, yeah.
1: Ah, right, well I think we've covered all the five senses now, haven't
0: we? I think so, yeah.
1: We have, yes.
0: And I think we just had a few recommendations of things that we would leave people with um, That's right. if to go on and uh, connect with nature a little bit in some of the ways we've talked about. Um, yeah. So I had a few books to recommend. Uh, the first of them is Gardening for Mindfulness by Holly Farrell, uh, which is all about gardening for mindfulness, <laughs> as, as you can probably guess. Um, it talks about sort of meditations that you can do, ways that you can be mindful in your own space, whether it's, um, you know, a, a windowsill with a couple of pots, or it's acres and acres of land, it doesn't matter. You can find nature and find mindfulness where wherever you are. Um, and it has some nice tips for gardening and creating a mindful space. Um, and the other one is The Windowsill Gardener. That's by Liz Marvin. And um, it has um, 50 different plants that are quite easy to grow indoors and especially things like garlic that you can just plant if you have a clove left over from cooking you can stick that in a pot and start to grow it um it has a lot of really good simple advice
1: right that sounds sounds very interesting that one
0: yeah yeah it's been really helpful for me um just as a quick reference and it's good if you'd like to get started growing a few edible things. She she mentions some flowers and you know not a non edible plants as well.
1: Right. And I would
0: say if you are growing any plants and you have pets, do check um, that those plants aren't toxic. Um, so anything that I plant in my garden, I'll Google it first and make sure that it's not toxic to dogs, um, because my dog will eat anything.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and dogs do. Yes.
0: Um, but yeah, uh, that book has a lot of great advice for growing little bits and pieces in a really simple way and quite a cheap way. It's it's not necessarily expensive or difficult or time consuming to get started.
1: Great, and oh, that sounds like a really good good starting point for people.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: I will say, even putting you know the end of a spring onion in a little dish of water until the roots grow. There's something, even though that's so simple and costs basically nothing, it it's so exciting to wake up every day and see the roots have grown a bit more and you've got a bit more onion and yeah, needs 15p or whatever, not having to buy another one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I never thought
1: I'd hear you wax lyrical about a spread onion,
0: but there we are. <laughs> <laughs> it's the vegan, right, it it's the vegan in me talking. <laughs> it is, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, thanks for those book recommendations, um, and I guess the other app recommendation that we can give is um is one that uh, we mentioned earlier on, which was the Merlin app for mm-hmm. identifying birds, and I believe it's it's actually a worldwide app, but you put in your location and it then works out the birds that are local to you. So um so yeah. that's that's Merlin M E R L I N. And I guess you'll put a link to that in the notes.
0: I will do, yes. Yeah, yeah. Great, right, well. Wow. Oh, and sorry, we should mention Um, Insight Timer was the app that you mentioned last week. And that's right. It also has some um, um recordings of nice natural sounds that you might want to use to accompany a meditation.
1: Ah, uh, yes, that's um when you use the timer, there's something called ambient sound, and it has a lot of uh, a lot of sort of nature sounds like um, birdsong, waves, um, streams, and a crackling fire. Mm. So you're doing just a silent meditation. That's quite nice to have that just ticking over in the background.
0: Yeah, I think it's nice to have that uh, that sort of consistent sound to come back to. Something we've got a little fountain in the garden, and I quite like to listen to just the movement of the water and bring my attention back to that because it's like I say it's consistent yeah yeah
1: yeah right lovely well thank you very much for that
0: yes I I'm excited to go and sit back in the garden now and I I hope everybody at home enjoyed uh enjoyed the episode and got some ideas for how they can reconnect with nature a little bit Um, Thank you for joining us and we hope to see you in the next episode.